0: From the creators of Relevant Magazine, this is The Relevant Podcast.
1: It's the week of Friday, December 15th, 2017, and this The Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and this week's show is brought to you by Samaritan Ministries. Thousands of Christians are joining the movement that allows them to care for one another for their health care, sharing needs from broken bones to cancer, pregnancies to organ transplants. The Samaritan Ministries' direct sharing model is a biblical approach to paying for health care based on passages like Galatians 6.2, which says, to bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Nearly a quarter of a million Christians have chosen a healthcare option that adheres to their biblical beliefs and brings together believers in community. Through Samaritan Ministries, members send financial gifts every month directly to another member with a medical need. Samaritan members pray for one another for all aspects of members' needs and encourage one another by also sending notes and cards. Currently at Ministries.org, one-person memberships start at $100 a month, two-person memberships start at $200, and three and more uh, person memberships are starting at $250. Find out more at Ministries.org. Like I said, I'm your host, Cameron, and joining me in our Orlando studios, Eddie Big Cat Coffolds. Happy holidays. Uh, our managing editor, Andre Henry. Yo. Over there on the ones and twos, our illustrious producer, my brother, Chandler Strang. Hello. In the shadows, not on the mic, is his boss, Nathan Grubbs. On the Skype line from Loverland, Virginia, Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. I think think this is a... This might be the last week that it's just all the dudes. Yeah. Finally. I'm, yeah. I'm looking at, I'm looking at Chandler's long, boss. The long dry spell is over. The the boys of summer is finally over in late in December. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, been a, say it's been a
2: long, arduous summer for all of us. Yeah, so We're happy to see it come to an end. Yeah. <laughs>
0: We've read your tweets. We've read your comments. We
2: hear you. Yeah. I feel like people have been patient with us, but yeah, it's it's more than time for for the boys of summer to come to it.
1: Nathan was just wondering if, because Jesse has a girl's name and I have a girl's name, if we could get away with it. Mm -hmm. But the answer is clearly (laughs) and emphatically no. It's a hard no. It's a hard no.
2: Hey, can can I? I'm gonna I'm gonna use this awkward opportunity for a plug, real quick. No, uh, speaking about of sports? strong female uh, media podcasts. personalities, <laughs> download this week. Melvin <laughs> is doing a sports, sports podcast, podcast for an interview with uh, ESPN star Sam Ponder. She's gonna be on the show. You got Sam so, Ponder? That's a shameless plug, but I'm just gonna throw it in there. I'm you know what my least
1: there. favorite thing about Sam Ponder is? What? My least favorite thing. She's this wonderful, outspoken Christian, you know, sportscaster, like proud of her. She, repre- she represents host, yeah. the faith well. That she was on his show. And no, the- my least favorite thing about Sam Ponder, she married an FSU Seminole, Christian mm. Ponder. Oh, wow. <laughs> <It> was, uh,
2: <laughs> why? Well, that's, 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 yeah. She's, that's why did she be... marry him?
1: I guess like I love. guess love or something. I don't know. <laughs> it feels like you, Florida so State you're stuff. saying
2: that you can love someone from Florida State. <laughs> that's,
1: yeah, that's I don't a, know how it's possible, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. apparently that's what you talked to her about. Yeah, it's, a big yeah.
0: IJM supporter. Uh, uh, ben Watson went to Georgia, and I'm like, I don't know how to reconcile my love for you and my disdain for all that you stood for in college. But I guess I'll just go with thanking you.
1: Isn't that weird? Like I, I watch stuff like that, and I really do. Like, oh, you're you're th- one of them. Yeah. You're like yeah, it was like years later in their oh, yeah. life, they're amazing people. It's then, like old blood feud. Yeah. Just, <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't imagine. So, uh, coming up on the show, we have a great show, uh, in store for you today. Coming up later, Anthony Anderson, the star of blackish joins us. Yay. You know, just, just, just a little guy. Yeah, no no big deal. Deal. Yeah. No maybe maybe you heard of him.
2: And maybe maybe you've heard of the Golden Globes, which he was just nominated for a bunch of. No big deal. No big deal. <laughs> yeah. you know. That's,
1: That's pretty real. awesome. Uh, he also uh, is on the current cover of Relevant. He's, we did a cover story with him. Uh, what you'll hear on the show today is uh, part of that conversation, um, but a little bit more. So The question, of course,
0: that just is in the air that we can't answer is, was it because of making the cover of Relevant that he got nominated for a Golden Globe, or was it for his excellent work on the show? It's a tough
2: call. It, it is a tough call. I mean, it's really hard. one of those unknowable <laughs> things.
0: Right?
1: <laughs> unknowable? I've been seeing commercials for uh, the show uh, with the daughter going off to college, Grownish, and, and it follows mm-hmm. her almost like a different world, you know, like spun oh, off of the Cosby show. Not yeah. almost, like exactly like, like a exactly. different world spun yeah. off the Cosby show. And it follows her at college, and it's called Grownish. And uh, the parents make appearances. It's totally oh yeah, yeah I love it's that. Totally just an extension of the show. A different world was great. Oh, it's like my favorite. Such a good show. I always yeah. wanted his his glasses. And right, I, and you're Dwayne, halfway. Dwayne there. Dwayne oh yeah. yeah, yeah. You're pretty
0: close. Well, now I am. Yeah. yeah, with these spectacles you've
1: got on, I actually have a, a clip on thing. Oh yeah, for him, but that's pretty cool. I, can't flip I was gonna it say
2: up. you've always wanted his glasses. Can't me honest. That's a pretty obtainable thing. Like I'm pretty sure you can. <laughs> just all right, cool. Buy those Send me a cool cool link. Where do you down. buy
1: them? I don't know where you get those. Dwayne, what is his name? Dwayne Wade is it? No, no Dwayne Wade. Dwayne yeah, Wade. Dwayne Wade. Dwayne, Dwayne Wayne. Dwayne yeah. Wade. There it is. It was D Wade?
2: Yeah. <laughs> D Wade. Uh, and
1: D-Wane. also after that, you're going to meet uh, one of our new editorial staff members, Leslie Cruz. She's going to join us for a game Yo. called Santa Maybe, not yeah. Santa Baby. Oh, that's clever. Mm. Santa <laughs> Maybe. Tadotsa yep.
3: editorial. Holla. That's right. Fully staffed <laughs> yeah.
1: editorial crew. Finally, that's right. We, uh, Tyler yeah. Daswick made an appearance on the show last week. Uh, just joined us from Men's Health. He's very ripped. Yeah. Um, Lance <laughs> Cruz just joined us. I kind
2: of feel like I haven't told Tyler Daz this yet, and I'm sure it violates oh, a lot of HR D-Daz. stuff. I feel like I need to fight him to prove that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like at the Christmas party, I'm you gonna take a fight with him. You just have him. this is,
3: feeling like you just need to like attack him. There's a pretty big. I feel alpha. like I need
2: to physic I feel like I need to like yeah. physically overpower him. doesn't work for men's health. Like his, he was dedicated <laughs> professionally to like uncover the mysteries of men's health, and I, I don't think. I'm like a, a you know a paragon of health, and so if I can best someone physically <laughs> who's been years studying someone. this, then I feel pretty good about my own physical. Well-being. You know, that's I sometimes all I
1: wonder why people on Twitter tell us we need a female cast member. Like, it's, really? It's and in moments like this, <laughs> right? Where we're now, we we reminded,
2: talk, well,
0: we talk I don't about think a female ca-
1: cast member would disagree that <laughs> <laughs> it's just medical science
4: that if you can physically
2: overpower a healthy person, that means you are healthier than them. <laughs> right. That's I mean that's science one. Gender. Cameron. Gender has nothing to do with <laughs> that's
0: All
5: That's
2: just good science,
0: right? Also, do you know uh, his new nickname around the office, Jesse? Have you heard it yet? No. new no. and Better Jesse. They call no. him that. <laughs> not <And better 'cause laughs> have a ring, but everybody calls well, him that. Well,
2: this will correct that. Me physically overpowering him, making a big scene <laughs> will, at the Christmas party. He would will smoke correct you. Correct you. That. I mean, anything.
0: He's he younger and dirty. faster and funnier. Hey, it's everything we wished you were
2: no, but, but he's not dirtier than me. Yeah. I would go down, and would be like, hey Tyler, before we start this fight, seriously, I, I mean, I need to tie my shoes, I want to be safe here, and that's why I grab sand from the ground and go, ah, his <laughs> eyes, and that's when the fight begins. Because, uh, because shit. I got to tell you, Eddie, yeah. the brain is part of the body, right, and wow. I'm using mine, and I'm going to take
3: every advantage yeah. I can. It's going to be a dirty throwdown. I feel like you were talking before a wrestling match, like th- that, the cadence you just had, right. sounds yeah. like someone's actually interviewing. Oh for, yeah, like, this is previous. old Muhammad
0: Ali. Well, I'm like, I'll show science. you how great I am. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right.
3: Last right. night I murdered a rock,
4: <laughs> injured a
3: stone, <laughs> <laughs> hospitalized a brick. I'm so mean, I make medicine sick. Yeah. That's oh. good. That's good. That's amazing. That you. is actually one of his speeches. Is oh. it really? <laughs> yes, it is actually one of that is I'm actually so mean to make medicine sick. Yes, and in, in his, um, it was, was a press conference that he
1: said all he was oh. go, just went on like that. He
0: had to have, right. He thought about it all beforehand. Like he yeah. was all shtick. He was ready. Yeah. That's amazing.
1: Yeah. Uh, hey, we well, move moving the show along. It's time for our weekly look back at what happened in culture and entertainment. It's time for.
0: In case you missed it.
1: Hey, in case you missed it this week, this is incredible. Josh Harris, the uh, author of "I Kiss Dating Goodbye." Oh, here yeah. we go. Much the disdain of many a youth group, Christian youth group kid. Yeah, um, I was
0: right in the se- epicenter of that. I was like, <laughs> I, I, I had just passed it. Like, yeah. I was just passed
2: it. Yeah. Where I was
1: like, "What, man? That's a thing." Like, Eddie, yeah.
2: did you kiss dating goodbye, or was dating an option? At the no, time? no, no. Were you just like,
1: yeah, I was yeah, dating. You're like, I'm not dating, <laughs> yeah. mom and dad. I read this great book.
2: That's why. Just lay off. That's why I don't have any dates.
0: Yeah, I was pretty involved in chorus. So
1: <laughs> no. I basically so you had a, lot of, yeah, a lot, of, lot of activities. It was a lot of full social calendar. I
0: had a a tailored cummerbund through all of high school. So I'd say dating wasn't really Tailored? Yeah, well, yeah, you got to make it look perfect for your shows. I thought wait wait. Uh, <laughs> every cummerbund I've ever done was from a rental tuxedo you know, shop. we owned ours and then they fitted us and they were perfectly <laughs> like so they were individually made for us. Why? Why, Why, Why not th- just
1: have the one with the elastic uh, on the because back. the yeah.
0: elastic one starts to get loose when you're doing dance moves. You got to be able of course to
1: did not do dance moves. <laughs> Oh no yeah. yeah buddy <laughs> <laughs> Is
0: there a video of this I mean I'm, I I uh, I mean there must be I will tell you I don't own it but certainly in the world it exists
1: Is it in your dad's basement with the hair the jar of hair Oh boy! For those wow. of you that don't know what we're
0: talking about, I'm not going to get into it. But someone just tweet what episode that was on. I had a weird childhood
1: that included some VHSs of uh, Eddie's cumberbund dancing next to the jar of hair.
2: <laughs> this is a real question. I understand like the functionality of most clothing items. Like suspenders make sense. Right. You got to hold the pants up. Right. Like right. A, a you know belt, a handkerchief. Right. I, I get it all. They all have some functional purpose. Right. What is the
1: purpose of a cumberbund It doesn't snacks. hold the pants up. Uh, you know, the pleats go up, right? I think it's to catch the crumbs.
0: Yeah, it, well, yeah, and it doesn't help because if you are like a, you know, a fat high schooler, it's like, here's the fat part. And now it's, <laughs> it's covered, it's covered <laughs> with teal sparkles. There's yeah, the here's fat here's part a big right
5: ribbon there. for it. There it is.
0: Let's take
2: the part of the body <laughs> you're most self-conscious about and put a giant ribbon on it. Let's just <laughs>
0: highlight it. High, just highlight over that whole area. Stare at that while he's dancing. Don't try to cover it up with a three-button jacket. <laughs> Well, don't nice do, you think
1: back in the day, it was probably some extension of like the corset or t- a yes. t- tightening. I'm you know. sure there is some But why sort of... would they wear it on the outside? That makes no sense. Well, again, to catch the crumbs. <laughs>
2: I think cummerbunds
0: are going to make a comeback
1: though, right? Don't
0: all like tuxedo things kind of come full a tw- circle? I think
1: it's a 20-year cycle on fashion. Okay. Uh, tuxedos kind of been since the, uh, you know, 13, 1400s, mm-hmm. 1500s, I don't know. Well,
0: I hope it makes a comeback because somewhere in my dad's basement is a beautifully tar- tailored sparkly cummerbund. Wow.
1: So, so it's a thing that, you know, some women are like, oh, look, I can get into my wedding dress still. So mm-hmm. the goal for you and in your in your adult fitness is that one day you'll be able to fit back into your uh, cummerbund. In yeah, I think that is probably the saddest, truest goal, that, you know,
0: someday. <laughs> <laughs> it's like oversized size me, 10 me, jeans. Yeah.
1: You got it on. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I would say go talk to Tyler Daswick, who is a former editor at Mental. Health, but yeah. as you know, I'm about to physically best him. Yeah. So my my advice is superior than his. Yeah. So I will, I will ask new so better catch, Jesse. Catch no. him while
3: his morale is up, is what Jesse's
2: saying. Right. Have him yeah, tell exactly. me about micronutrients
0: and stuff like that. And then, yeah. and then.
2: I, I my 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 fitness is very old school. You know, now, I mean, it's 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 you drink a, a, a massive quantity of milk, eat whole, steak and, then milk like, and our, move tires around the backyard yeah. and two yeah. raw eggs cracked into a into a glass. Yeah. And all you wear <laughs> is sweatsuits all the time. Oh, yeah. Like that's kind of those are the keys to fitness, eggs, sweatsuits and hauling tires. <laughs> <right now>.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: so Josh Very Harris, primal. so Josh oh, Harris Josh this Harris. week,
1: in case you missed it, gave a TEDx talk about what he got wrong in the book, I kiss Stating Goodbye. The talk was titled Strong Enough to Be Wrong, and it looks at the complicated legacy of the book, which sold more than a million copies, all to youth group kids, or their parents, I guess, oh, and uh, why he now believes it was so problematic. He said, um, 20 years ago, I wrote a best-selling book about dating that I'm now realizing misguided and even hurt some people. I'm hoping that my experience of listening to my critics and reevaluating my conclusions will inspire others to see that progress and growth always involves the humbling process of admitting mistakes. Here's a clip.
5: My eyes have really been open in the last few years to see some some fundamental problems in the book that I wrote. You know, I didn't leave room for the idea that dating could be a healthy way of learning what you're looking for in a a long-term relationship, that it could be a part of growing personally. Uh, I made that the focus. I, I gave the impression that uh, there was really one formula that you could follow. And if you followed that, then you would be happily married, God would bless you, and you'd have a great sex life in marriage. And obviously, the real world doesn't, doesn't work that way.
2: One interesting thing he kind of concedes early on in that TED talk, <laughs> when when he wrote "I Kiss Dating Goodbye," he was 21 years old. Right? What? <laughs> he he yeah. and he says he was homeschooled right. all his life at that point, and he had been in one relationship. Ever. Yeah, the
3: age thing and doesn't it, like doesn't shock me. Like I just heard, I heard just her Chandler go, "What?" and I yeah. was like. Yeah, the age thing isn't so much, but it's the one relationship thing that really yeah. makes me go, huh? Or
2: why is he qualified? Like, even if he's in 10 relationship, what makes him qualified? And that's what he's sort of conceding now, that he wasn't qualified to, to dictate this advice that's going to have a major influence on a whole generation of evangelicals. Like, it, it, you know, it's almost reckless t- right. t- yeah. to, to to an extent.
0: I do. I just feel like I want to just tell him, like, it's done. You've done enough. You did. You were irrelevant. You did a thing. You did the <laughs> TED talk. Like you were twenty-one years old, yeah. and you wrote a. And we've all kind of moved on. A book that we all kind of were down with at the time, and then we all progressed together. Right. And now yeah. it's all done. It's like it's cool, man. You're like a. Yeah. You're like a grown person. But
1: now. you got to think, like he. I mean, clearly, it, it came through to me during that TED talk. Like it, there's this, like yeah. almost a blanket of shame that he's I, wearing, which I yeah. remorse, I, yeah. and like I hope I didn't hurt anyone. It was like, but I agree with you. It's yeah. like, hey, dude, that was like fifteen years ago, twenty yeah. years ago. We're all yeah. We're okay
0: now. I just listened to a yeah. sermon I gave like six years ago and was like, I don't believe that's that the is-
1: blanket of shame I'm seeing on you. That is yeah. that's all <laughs> over
2: it. Eddie's yeah. like, I preached a bad sermon and I used to wear a glittery cummerbund. It's a <laughs> <bit> <laughs> I was, I, I was, still can't live it
3: down.
1: Eddie, I was at that service. I remember the cummerbund. Not and good. I forgive you. Yeah. And, and yeah. now yeah. it's done. Six years ago, but we it's moved done. on.
0: Yeah, it's not yeah. like all and, things. And must I remember be the
1: heresy. Time. I remember the heresy
0: very well. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. And it set totally me on a now.
1: deep, dark course. Yeah. yeah. Soon it, thereafter, it
0: wrecked a lot of lives. But you know what? <laughs> I don't hold on any regrets. <laughs> I'm, I do what I do. Next,
1: hey, uh, in case you missed it, Sufjan Stevens released a new song this week about Tanya Harding. called... <laughs> sure. Yes. Tanya Harding took a lot of thought on that title. <laughs> the song isn't associated with uh, Margot Robbie's uh, new biopic of the disgraced Olympian, though Sufjan did offer it to the studio to be used in "I Tanya." In an essay in the on the Asthmatic Kitty uh, website, which is the label he runs, uh, he explained his fascination with the athlete. He said she was a reality TV star before such a thing even existed, but she was also simply uncategorical. America's sweetheart with a dark twist. Tanya shines bright in the pantheon of American history simply because she never stopped trying her hardest. She fought classism, sexism, physical abuse, and public rebuke to become an in- incomparable American legend. Here is part of the song.
6: Triple
5: Faster, you jump farther and faster. You were always so full of surprises. Are your laces untied? What's the frown on your face for? And just what are the skates for? Now? Tell me, which is your good
0: proof that he can literally write about anything. anything. Even something super unimportant. Like, like, like Illinois. Yeah, and like I can still tap my foot <laughs> yeah. to it. I like am into that.
2: Yeah. How awkward was the conversation between him and the studio there? Like, hey guys, guess what? I know you didn't ask for it. I just wrote a great song for this biopic that's coming out. And there's... Eh, no, I think we're good. I think we're good. Yeah, we're Just go pass. ahead and, and release that there. We're, we're okay. Thanks, though. We Thanks. don't
0: know if it quite fits the movie. You're like, it's literally a movie about Tanya Harding. Like <laughs> and
3: this is the only song it's, it's, about yeah, Tanya Harding. And there's in no the
0: subplot world. to it. We know exactly what she did. Everybody knows how this movie goes. <laughs>
2: like, it, it, I'm not talking metaphorically. This is not, I'm literally talking about triple axles
0: and he stuff. Really this is literally <laughs> about Tanya and Harding. I say the words
5: Tanya Harding so. in a song, I
0: actually say the word skating. Like, it's about her. <laughs> <laughs> so, Here you go. (laughs) No, you know, I think we're fine
2: and the up. movie let me just the movie is about Tanya Harding it, it's, yeah. I'm, it's my gift it's my gift and they're just
0: and, I, and it's not a song it's a metaphor it's not like we all feel like Tanya Harding it's just a biographical three and a half minutes about her it's, life it's,
2: it's a song version of the film what do you say you
1: you know, what do you say we're, we're going in a different direction
2: we got, Dan, we got Danny Elfman to score the whole thing we're good
3: thanks oh my god
1: hey, in case you missed it Carson Wentz uh, shared his faith after suffering a season ending knee injury oh on Sunday the Philadelphia Eagles quarterback uh, helped lead his team to another victory, but late in the game, the 24-year-old was hit by multiple defensive players while attempting to dive into the end zone. Ugh. He came up uh, limping badly, and x-rays later would confirm that he torn his ACL, ending his season. Uh, considering that he was largely considered a leading MVP candidate, the announcement was devastating to the team. However, following the confirmation of the ACL tear, Wentz took to social media with a short emotional clip and shared his faith to his fans. Here, here it is. Obviously, it's been a rough, rough day for me um, personally. I'm not gonna lie. Um, you know, I have a ton of faith in the in the Lord and and in His plan. But at the end of the day, it's still been a tough one. You know, and it will be tough on me for a little bit. But um, as I just kind of reflect tonight, uh, I just know I know the Lord's working through it. You know, I know Jesus has a plan through it. I know He's trying to grow me in something, teach me something, use me somehow, some way. Um, this will just be a great testimony um as I go forward you know maybe not all of you out there are Christians or, or followers of Jesus um but I can say with 100% confidence as as a follower of Jesus um I have the utmost confidence in his plan. His plan is perfect. Uh you know if life was if we if we got everything we wanted in life it would be a disaster. You know I know Jesus is is up there looking down and and he knows what he's doing. He he's uh he it's such an outspoken Christian, he even like preaches at his church, and we've been following it all year as sort of a revival has broken out on the Eagles, where like players have been baptizing each other and oh, yeah. leading locker room prayer groups. And hey, Burden, he's the only
0: activist, he talks about God the whole time, like he's just yeah.
1: committed. Christian, there's like a lot of really. It's
2: a very faithful team.
1: My 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 least favorite thing about them, uh, the ones that went to FSU, I just I yeah, can't take really it. <laughs> yeah,
2: Trey went to Florida, so we can
0: love. Yeah, him. yeah.
1: yeah
2: that's right. <laughs> but it but it is cool. I mean, most players, especially the Eagles, arguably are the Super Bowl favorite at this point, especially after the Patriots. lost. Yeah, well exactly, and that's what I'm saying, for him to come out the next day right. and with with a with a it is I could imagine he'd want to lay low for a little bit and just be like, okay, this is this is devastating. this is my chance to actually the maybe the only time in my career where I'm going to be at the point, I mean, hopefully he has a, but football is tough, you know? And you know that he's on a team that could win the Super Bowl and to to see it, uh, you know, at the end of the season for his year to end he didn't want to just lay low for a couple of days I think it's pretty admirable to come out and talk about faith a day after you get the diagnosis you know all I could think of
0: is how to work in the phrase back from whence you came into that conversation because Carson wins, yeah, yeah. I couldn't figure it out that's in yeah. poor
1: taste but
0: uh, <laughs> I'm glad you didn't I'm glad you didn't pull the I mean sometimes the one. jokes are too good and it just shuts down. The fire's too hot, you know. I,
1: I knew something was going on. You were too quiet. You were yeah. like trying <laughs> you're uh, trying to his ears were turning. Yeah. yeah. You could was, see the smoke. It was thing. like you were Muhammad Ali like pre planning all your phrasing. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs>
0: back from once you came. Back <laughs> from once you came, when will Jesse change this to first person so I can say that? Oh he didn't. Well we're out. <laughs> I'm so sick, I heal
1: medicine. <laughs> yeah. Um, hold on, wait, what? <laughs> hey, in case you missed it, Kristen Wig this week attempted to heal America by singing Hallelujah. <laughs> very funny. And totally botched it. Uh, Wig was a guest on The Late Late Show and she and James Corden announced that they would sing a duet of Eddie's favorite song oh. in an attempt to unite a very divided America. As you can hear, things didn't go as planned. Here's a clip. Stop the music. Stop
6: the music. Stop the music. Oh, stop the, the music! Something no. happened with the doves. No, nothing happened, happened with the doves. <laughs> nothing happened with the doves. What's you, wrong? You put. Pron- you pronounced Hallelujah wrong. I, I again. don't think I did. You, you know you did. You really did. And where's the dove? Have we lost the doves? Have we lost the doves? Have you got the? We've got. Okay. Got the dove. No. Okay. That's the dove. Don't. Don't. Don't be embarrassed. Do you know how to pronounce Hallelujah?
1: Yes. Of course. I know how to pronounce that word. Yes.
6: Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. That one.
0: (laughs) Yep. She is still, like, her her little shtick, which is very singular, never gets old for me. I think yeah. she is so funny.
2: Yeah, she's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Eddie, I thought of you when they did this uh, the other night, because I know how you loathe the moment oh, where yeah. people sing this song as, oh. as try to, to bring some sort of, uh, you know, yeah. healing yeah. or peace, oh. but you think it just played out. <laughs> did you really just enjoy them mocking the, the, the entire uh, construct of that concept?
0: I did. There was, like, it was Like a a a pop culture acknowledgement that this is that song in the zeitgeist, and we we can make fun of it now. I thought it was very good.
1: I uh, you know what I thought was really moving was that um, in the team meeting after Carson Wentz went down with the ACL injury, that the entire team broke out in this song spontaneously. It was really (laughs) really beautiful. 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 There's
0: nothing more beautiful than a football team singing.
2: (laughs) <laughs> it's like at the old it's like at an old school evangelical worship service where they're like now just the just yeah. the
0: men oh, Lord I <laughs> lift your name on oh. <laughs> Lord of you that's precisely body. why that's
1: basically been the podcast for the last yeah, seven that's, months
0: that's what yeah. the problem is it's, it's half the <laughs> choir singing poorly waiting for the beautiful wonderful the uplifting angelic part of the where's yeah, yeah.
1: yeah Lord I love and, to sing your prayers <laughs> Wow. <laughs> hey, in case you missed it, this week, uh, Version revealed the most popular verses of 2017. It's Let's, take, so- a it's, guess. It's, Let's so- take a guess. Oh, before it's Song you of Solomon. It,
0: though. It's, it's, it's teenagers looking up Song of Solomon. <laughs> Song of
1: Solomon about climbing the coconut trees and I, guy- oh, grabbing the coconuts. Yeah, that was my guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Bible app has been downloaded nearly 300 million times and has released data on which individual verses were most uh, frequently shared, bookmarked, and highlighted. Interestingly, this year, the most most popular verse in America differed from the most popular verses globally. Oh. Gee, in American Christianity being different than global Christianity—what a shocker! Around the world, Joshua one nine was, uh, was most popular. It says, uh, "This is my command: be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go." That was was good. That's a great one. Can't Uh, joke about that. Uh, Great. Appropriate. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Well, especially in the U.S., however, (laughs) Romans 8 28 was the most popular verse. And it says, We know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. That's really interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. That'll do it for in case you missed it. Stay tuned up next. Slices.
0: Why 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 are you taking if you're to me, baby, just a little bit better at faking it To me, baby, why you, why you, why you checking if you're over it, why you, why you say let go if you're still holding it, just a little bit better at faking it To me, baby,
3: just a little bit better at faking it To me,
1: baby, you're listening to Calvin Harris, the song is Faking It, featuring Kelani and Lil Yachty. At the beginning of the podcast, you heard Coast Modern with Dive. This week's Slices segment is brought to you by Squarespace. Building a site with Squarespace is easy. Whether you need a landing page, beautiful gallery, professional blog, or an online store, it's all included with your Squarespace website. Creating your site with Squarespace is a simple, intuitive process. You can add and arrange your content and features with a click of a mouse, all with no plugins. And... uh, If you sign up for a year of Squarespace, they make adding a domain to your site simple. They include it for free.
0: I have heard of podcast listeners to this podcast that have started small businesses that are now fairly successful because they... Started with Squarespace and all the commerce and design and everything was so easy.
1: Yeah, they uh, one of the things that's been my favorite over the last couple of years, they added uh, a powerful commerce tools where you can set up an online store and they have all the inventory and yeah. custom labels and all that stuff all included with your it Squarespace
0: the, site. It's the back end stuff that makes it, like they just do a great job of making it really easy
1: to do that. And they have great 24-7 customer support. So even if you have crazy questions like Joy used to, <laughs> yeah. they will yeah. help you get everything set up and running. They are Really even good. even questions
2: about, let's say, men's physical fitness and health. Investing and <laughs> someone who's younger and more knowledgeable. You can ask them because they're there. I can't say they'll have the answer, but it's 24-7. They so. can
1: handle them. <laughs> he uses it as that chat therapy
0: thing. Jesse said on many occasions that Squarespace <laughs> help is <laughs> his only friend. Yeah, helped him through some <laughs> tough times.
1: Right. Uh, hey, start your free trial today at squarespace.com and enter offer code RELEVANT to get 10% off your first purchase. Squarespace. Oh, there's a new one. Set your website apart. I like that. That's a good yeah. one. That feels right. Remember, yeah. it used to be build it beautiful. But
0: that's, they. we've done that. Now let's take it to the next level. Let's set it apart.
1: Yeah. yeah. Right. There's a lot of pretty sites. Set yeah, yours do apart. Both. Beautiful and apart. Yeah,
2: yeah there you go.
3: Hey, wow.
0: it's time for Slices. We, I think we really helped them on that last little 10 seconds.
1: <laughs> I mean, were, so sealed we sealed the deal. The deal. A There's a lot of people on the fence. <laughs> <laughs> Squarespace.com, free trial. <laughs> I'm not sure. 24-7 support. Wait, I can set it apart and, and it's done. beautiful. I'm in. And they're You're like,
3: well. we just love Relevance podcasts because yeah. they really put it together.
2: Yeah. Cool. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> hey, it's time for Slices. What do you have, Jesse? All right, I have a, an update slice that I wanted to bring because I feel like it's a pretty significant development to a story that we learned about a while ago when Science Mike was a guest on. He informed us that um, astronomers and scientists were are really excited about this object that's blasting through the solar system right now. That's one of the only foreign objects that we've ever observed that comes from a different galaxy. Uh, you remember Mike talked about this. It was like a cigar-shaped uh, object that is shooting pretty, relatively close to Earth. And it's pretty significant because we've never seen something from that far away. And he was saying that to,
1: the reason why we know it's coming from somewhere else is like if our if our solar system is like, you know, like a, like a disc, you know, it's coming the other way. It's like shooting through it. It's like yeah. coming mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. Uh, perpendicular, oh, like shooting snap. through our solar system, like and going out the other side, not like, you know, something uh, in our I orbit, see. you know what I mean? I, I didn't want
2: when Mike was on to bring up my own theories about this uh,
1: because I was afraid that he
2: was gonna relentlessly mock me or that you guys would think they're just the the ravings of a, of, of a lunatic. Um, and you know, I, I now though, I have on my side an astrophysicist from Harvard University who has an interesting theory, and they're actually doing some, some research this week about his theory. This is from, uh, Avi Loeb, who, like I said, is an astrophysicist at Harvard. Maybe you heard of it. It's a credible school that doesn't employ lunatics. He believes that this is a quote. Perhaps the, uh, <laughs> He said, "Perhaps the aliens have a mothership that travels fast and releases baby spacecraft that freely fall into planetary systems on reconnaissance missions. In such case, we might be able to intercept a communication signal between a different spacecraft." Avi Loeb is now being in, he's working uh, with something called Breakthrough Listen, and they're actually going to do research on this this cigar shaped object that's blasting through the, the solar system to see if it's an alien spacecraft. Oh, no. This is way more exciting than some lame meteor from another galaxy here.
3: I always get um, so terrified on this podcast. Like, there's always one moment where it's like, oh, the artificial intelligence is going to destroy the world with paper clips." Oh, oh, yeah. Or... Is,
0: it's end times prophecy is basically <laughs> what our direction is here.
2: <laughs> yeah. So he's actually got a $100 million backing from wow. a Russian billionaire who wants to help him study this thing. Uh, cool. and, he, and he went on, he said, the more I study this object, the more unusual it appears. And it makes me wonder whether it might be an artificial probe that was sent from an alien civilization leave the
0: aliens alone but it's totally probable right like voyager one and two we sent those out someday they're going to hit something somewhere and someone's going to want to know what this little thing is who sent this
1: yeah right what is it and and, it's never going to stop i mean unless it like hits the sun and burns up that's right that's right and so why would we not think it's
2: not implausible here's what here's Here's what the breakthrough, uh, the breakthrough listen. Like I said, this is a hundred million dollar thing that has Harvard scientists working on it, and they're actually using the Green Bank Telescope, which is like one of the largest telescopes in the world in in West Virginia for its investigation. So this isn't just a bunch of like people, dudes in their basement, you know, just pontificating about this might be aliens. This is people who have access to some really high tech gear that I don't think they just hand over the keys to just, just weirdos. It says that research working on long distance space transportation has. I've previously suggested that a cigar or needle shape is the most uh, likely architecture for an interstellar spacecraft, since this would minimize friction and damage from interstellar gas and dust. So they're saying even the cigar shape confirms, hey, maybe this is maybe this isn't just some. Like I said, what in my opinion, like what, Mike was getting someone all who knows what they're doing,
3: it. like they know how to design something to send it out. Is that the implication there?
2: Yeah, exactly. That if 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 you were to hypothetically send a probe into other galaxies, it would look like cigar shape. So Mike was all jazz when Science Mike was on. He was okay, all jazz.
1: Jesse, I gotta stop you right now. Uh, we I we crafted an Ask Science Mike button. Yeah, I was trying to reach it. I was throwing the little I've balls. Been, of paper. I mashed it yeah. just now, and and before you continue on with this just ridiculousness. I think we need to ask. You were referencing Science Mike McArg, and I am going to bring him on. Hitting the button now. uh, Welcome to the show, Science Mike. Hey. Hey. Okay. Jesse is bringing a slice right now that you were a part of a few weeks ago, and he's updating it. And I thought we might need your perspective on this uh, information he's sharing. So Jesse, you want to catch him up? Okay, Mike, first off, have you ever heard of something called Harvard University?
2: <laughs> well, well, Mike, I you know, I remember you were on a few weeks ago, and you talked about this cigar-shaped object that's blasting through our solar system. And you were pretty excited about it, and I thought it was cool, but I don't, you know, it didn't really... It didn't really, like, keep me up at night. I haven't been thinking about it. But that's until I learned about a, an astrophysicist from Harvard who was doing research on said Harvard. object. And, and he <laughs> believes it might be an alien probe like a baby spacecraft that was released from a bigger spacecraft that is doing a reconnaissance mission right by our planet. Now, this has me excited about this cigar-shaped object. Mike, what do you think? Is What are the odds that this cool thing that you first told us about is something way cooler than just a meteoroid, but it's aliens?
4: Well, it's not zero, I guess would be the most exciting way to phrase yeah. that. Um,
7: yeah,
4: the, the most likely explanation for this, of course, is that it's an asteroid that was ejected from another solar system via some kind of gravitational interaction, probably with a large planet uh, that it got too close to. It picked up a lot of velocity through a gravitational slingshot and found itself an interstellar orphan, an asteroid without a home solar system. And it just happened to intersect with ours. But we haven't gotten uh, a lot of detail or information about the composition of the object. And it would be plausible at least that it is a spacecraft that was launched with some velocity from another era. It could be a an uh, automated probe, before we all we know, since we know literally nothing about extraterrestrial life, is it may be uh, literally a rock covered in, you know, microbial intelligent life. Um, so I, I've actually seen the study that you're talking about, and the goal here is not necessarily to look at the composition of the rock because it's moving away too quickly, but instead to focus radio telescopes on the object And listen in multiple radio frequency bands, trying to see if we can find the object communicating, uh, you know, trying to send information to somewhere else. If we did, and this is not very likely, but if we did find that there was uh, radio waves being emitted from the object aimed somewhere in space, that would certainly warrant further investigation and make us think that perhaps instead of an asteroid, this is the first genuine UFO in human history. what, What
1: makes us think that, though, we would be able to detect the way that they transmit or communicate? I mean, like, it would be like cavemen detecting microwaves. I mean, it's like... Like, it, it, there's nothing universally... Is there something universal about radio waves, or is that
0: just what we think is our best Yeah, guess? We're,
1: we're checking for something that they're not using. Also, there's, do I
0: not understand what radio waves are? That might be a really good option, because I'm assuming you mean they're broadcasting well, like uh, yeah,
2: AM it talk. Just, it, like The article I read said that our equipment is sensitive enough to pick up radio waves as faint as a smartphone. So, if these aliens are using a... In my mind, it's like, well, unless they're using a smartphone to call back to home base, I don't know how much good it is is, Hey, new phone? Who disc? Blast into the galaxy! Like, how, how do we know that that's a good way to even look at it?
4: We don't know that, but it's a reasonable assumption because unless the aliens have created some kind of faster-than-light communication, mm-hmm. which is obviously completely unfathomable or knowable from our perspective, of that's, physics, that's my guess. We no. have a great understanding about electromagnetic radiation mm. and its usefulness as a communication medium. We understand the behavior of different wavelengths of electromagnetic all the way from radio up to gamma radiation. And what's better for long-range communication, what introduces more signal or more noise versus the rest of the composition of the the local uh, part of the universe or the universe at large. Um, so, So radio is a reasonable guess. Now, the chances that the craft is actually communicating with one of the frequency bands we happen to sample is relatively low, but I suppose on short notice, uh, an educated guess is probably as 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 good as we can do. Uh, this object showed up with very little warning. It took us uh, some time to determine whether it was a local um, object coming from from maybe the Kuiper belt or the Oort cloud. Yeah, uh, when awesome. we t- determined it was neither of those. There really wasn't <laughs> much time. It was moving so fast that it was already exiting the solar system by then. I think scientists are doing the best with what they've got, and it's still very exciting.
2: Mike, before we let you go, I do have another science question. This is kind of more of a yes or no. It just solves something for us. Let's say there are two... Men, and
7: <laughs> one of them,
5: oh
2: one my. of them has studied about health and physio- physiology <laughs> for years, right? And has and has absorbed this knowledge and has put it into his system, and is is you know basically in phenomenal shape. Let's say that someone else who may not have this type of knowledge and may be in terrible physical health <laughs> were to best him <laughs> in in a kind of basically. A street fight at a Christmas party. Would that make the one who bested him actually healthier, according to science?
0: Mike, Mike as if you couldn't pick it, Mike, as if you couldn't figure it out, there's a new guy at the office that used to work at Men's Health, and his his body proves it, and Jesse's feeling pretty, pretty intimidated
2: by this. I want to prove that I'm just as healthy by picking a fight with him at the Christmas party. So from a science perspective, am I, am I kind of in the right here?
4: No. <laughs> <laughs> for, the, for the first time, Mike doesn't have. I was waiting for him to go back in eloquent
0: But early yeah. man used to prove I his dominance. So disconnecting that just a one-word.
4: No, I think you could prove dominance. I think you could prove maybe even uh, fitness suitability as an evolutionary fitness. Yeah. Um, but, but, just, but simply the ability to engage in physical combat alone mm-hmm. is not a marker for overall physical health. We could certainly imagine a situation where you had a, a, a military veteran who was right. fitness with declining, yeah. but had deep knowledge of combat and combat experience yeah. could yeah. easily best a much more fit person in hand-to-hand combat That's right. That's right. based on their knowledge and experience, yeah. not their cardiovascular fitness. Not their body fat content, <laughs> not the overall amount of muscle on their bones. I'm complete, looking at Jesse's face and he doesn't uh, believe me. Although wh- I certainly think it's possible that right. Jesse has the killer instinct.
0: Right. Just and just Jesse asking the question means he's already lost. Because that guy out in the lobby who used to work at Men's Health, yeah. he's not he's not asking this question. No. So he
2: just knows. No. Yeah, what, I, just, what I'm hearing Mike say is essentially we gotta agree to disagree on <laughs> <laughs> almost (laughs) exactly
1: right all right Uh thanks for joining us mike and uh setting jesse straight as always good hearing your voice mike okay (laughs) thanks buddy bye buddy all right well what do you have eddie solved yeah
0: solved that's it i (laughs) I just have two quick uh kind of a twofer both about netflix this is the point at the end of the year where netflix begins to release some of their data of course you never really know how many people
1: are watching anything
0: that they release some of their more fun data you
1: know nielsen is now monitoring it Oh, really? Yeah. You well, know, that's fine. I always, as a kid, wanted to be in Nielsen house. I wanted, because I, I felt know. like I wanted to be influential. Right, because I really you wanted know. them to put like, on I Mickey Mouse kinda, Club more. I wanted to like, d- yeah, I wanted to like rig it for the shows I liked, you know? Right, all mm. a
0: team and all Mickey Mouse Club. So, so like
1: three <laughs> or four weeks ago, I got a survey in the mail from Nielsen, right? And it was like asking demographics information about my household. Think, yeah. And I was like, Gasp! this is the beginning. like. But if don't I, they if,
0: ask if you're working media?
1: No. Oh, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, it was just asking, like, what do you watch? And like, how many people in your house? and All this kind of stuff. And it was asking, like, radio stuff and like, how do you engage media? And I was like, oh, I'm going to win because like, they're going to want me because I watch a lot of TV. You know, yeah, and then they're like, if you fill this survey out, we'll send you five dollars. Oh you know, and sure enough, I got the five dollar bill in the mail a couple of days ago. They, they sent uh, cash, cash in the mail, in the mail five dollars. First, they sent a dollar bill with the initial one, and oh. they said, we'll send you five dollars if you finish this and send it back. Wow, mm. that's six dollars. So I'm, I'm like, I could be picked. I <laughs> could be picked. Yeah.
0: Cameron six, Nielsen zero.
1: I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Well done. Well, thanks and, for the Chick fil A, Nielsen. But you know I what? <laughs> no, no further communication. Choice. I don't think I got picked for anything. <laughs> yeah,
0: but that's the thing—you don't know. They've already tapped in. You think? Oh yeah. No, there has
1: to be like a device or something. No,
0: it's they've it's been it's all outside the house. They've already you've given them all the access. That six (laughs) dollars. That was a contract. Oh, they're they're in it all. They know this conversation. They know you're watching. Well, the valet really
1: appreciated the the five dollars that I had on me because I never have cash. Well, to that end, like almost exactly to
0: that point. Uh, Netflix uh, in the UK said, and this is pr- really the entire slice is one line, so here's what they realized. They they said that somebody in the UK watched B-movie. You know that B-movie yeah, from yeah. a couple years Seinfeld, ago? Huh? Jerry a Seinfeld. Seinfeld a couple like ago. 20 years ago. Right. Oh, ironically, B-movie is the first movie. I think Saudi Arabia is opening up movies for the first time, yeah. and it's the first movie they're going to show is B-movie. So there's something wow. very universally <laughs> acceptable about that movie, I guess.
1: But, well, they, but- that there's a romantic relationship between a human and an insect. That's what Saudi Arabia is going with. I'm, I'm also not sure it's Saudi Arabia. Somebody should fact check No, 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 that. no yeah, right. Saudi okay. Arabia. It is. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. I don't know what it is, but maybe it's the idea of like unity and working hard and individualism. No, literally
1: there is a romantic relationship between a human and an insect. Tell
0: me, tell me it's what's wrong bizar- with that?
1: It. It's bizarre.
0: Um, so <laughs> they released and said that somebody in the UK watched a B movie. 357 times. So in one house, in one streaming device, somebody played that B-movie... Every day. 357 times. I can't even imagine. It comes out to 23.5 days of nonstop streaming of the B-movie. I saw it once recently with my kids. It's terrible. Can't possibly rewatch it. That's the first Netflix tidbit that I have. The second second one is that people are kind of freaking out about what was supposed to be just a kind of a funny little tweet from Netflix... The tweet went like this to the fifty three people who've watched A Christmas Prince every day for the past eighteen days. I saw this tweet. Who hurt you? Who hurt you? <laughs> Great. So clearly they listen to the podcast. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they they know your life. They know our joke. Yeah, who hurt you. Yeah. But people are freaking out because they're like, Wait, no, that is they are watching us too closely. They because they're realizing that Netflix knows that fifty three people watched that movie every single day and people are winging out they're like to the netflix who employee who recently watched 1984 it's not an instruction manual somebody replied to netflix oh, and people went on and great. on
1: and people Ooh. are saying
0: that they basically have like broken the rule of thumb that you just don't like you don't reveal your they're calling it surveillance capitalism like we all know you know everything we're doing we know that yeah. i watch first 10 minutes of every documentary i should and then get totally bored and go back to Agents of Shield. Like we know, like I know that they know that, right? But the net, but the, the idea is like that. Nobody, everybody's freaking out because they just don't want to believe that Netflix is actually doing that. Whereas clearly. They know that somebody watched B-movie 357 times, th- that 53 people watched that movie every single day. Like they're watching everything, but everybody wigged out. And yeah. I, I'm curious, does it freak you out? Because it does not freak me out. I assume they no. know everything.
3: Yeah. I assume that they would know how many people are watching stuff on their platform.
0: Right. Yeah. And where they stop I mean, in the show, where they like, what's...
3: Oh, they know that much.
0: Oh, they oh, know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because they talk about their people are starting I to wait what I it. just
3: said, I'm totally freaked out now.
4: No, they're saying the
0: writers are starting to write differently for Netflix because Netflix will release like to writers of their shows. They will release like, here's the part of your show where you lost your audience. And so they're starting to write differently to keep people Uh in for the whole show, which is why shows like House of Cards, which was basically like written for Netflix, because you really can't ever let go of that show mid episode. You never know the arc. It never really ends. It just kind of. Like, they're clearly writing so that you have to watch every single second of it. But, um, I don't know, Surveillance Capitalism, I'm totally yeah, fine but, with it. But, and but so it, Nielsen's it's what, watching it's right what now.
2: we do in internet <laughs> media all the time anyway. I mean, we know exactly how many people read every single piece. We know how many people are reading, are on our site at any time, where those people are, where they're reading from. Where they came and from. we craft headlines and, and story ideas based on that data. I mean, it shouldn't be surprising that another yeah. platform is doing it. I mean, it's the logical thing, you know.
0: But the, people, the, the fact that people freaked out, I'm like, did you think they weren't paying attention to that?
2: Did you think they were just like,
0: oh, yeah, well, he I signed mean, up. That's all the information They're literally they like
1: making licensing deals based on having the most popular content that people want. So they're going to be looking at what are people engaging and not. And they're going to yeah. see like, oh, nobody's watching this movie. So let's drop it and get, uh, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Of course they're looking at the data.
3: Yeah, it's, it's not like they know like your name and social security number. Like, uh, yeah, they you know, know your username. Yeah, but they don't know, they don't know like they know your account information. They could connect it. Okay. So they can get down, they can pinpoint it down to like the individual,
1: like Andre Henry, stop watching this show. Yeah. Yeah. Your IP, you logged in. To You're watch right. this. This is
3: the scariest show on the internet. Yeah. Right.
2: It's true. That's right. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you log in, you know, it knows exactly where you started and stopped your last thing. I mean, well, it, looks, it knows your entire history. It and so does every watching. other website that you visit. I mean, that's just the way of the world. I mean, it shouldn't be. I mean, maybe it is surprising to some people that you know don't work in or don't have experience in digital media. But everything you do online is tracked somewhere, and that data is extremely valuable. You know, Uh, I mean, that's just how. Okay, so like a lot of people say, well, I don't want to pay for Facebook. Like, Facebook is free. Facebook isn't free. There's an exchange that takes place, but it isn't monetary. The exchange is you reveal to them your behavior and your preferences, and they have that data, which is very valuable to marketers that's the same thing with anything that uh, on the internet that's just just how the business model works you know
3: i did not know that i didn't know that they could get that granular with it that is kind of scary
1: well that's the whole thing when you log in do you like based on what we know you're watching you would like this stuff too wow you know recommended for andre right isn't that a whole line on the screen yeah,
0: yeah. Until my kids get on there and somebody watches. I mean, you've talked about this before.
1: That's like the worst. all they
0: recommend now is Thomas. I'm like, we watched Thomas <laughs> one time. I, 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 I set up
1: Cohen's <laughs> own user and 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 purged mine, so yeah. mine's pretty clean now. Because yeah. he knows to only use his because he'll get in trouble. Cause Daddy, he, Daddy cries. Because he watches the B-movie <laughs> one time and everything's messed up. He was when he was in the UK
0: for a year. All he did was watch B-movie. It was like a super weird year for Con. Anyhow, mm-hmm. aliens are coming. Everybody's watching you. Next slide. Right, what do you have, Andre?
3: <laughs> Mine is not scary at all.
0: Sweet. I'll tell you. I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> We're gonna make it scary. A
3: Hollywood producer Devon Franklin is producing a show about a real life crime fighting pastor. Uh, okay. What? Right. A well, yes. real a real life crime crime fighting pastor named uh, Calvin Kressel. Oh, he was he was a Baptist minister in L.A. Okay, um, and he was also a secret federal agent. No oh way. My. Yeah, seriously.
0: A secret federal agent. So yeah. he was like. On, a, air, on airplanes, like riding back and forth. That's, that's the an air marshal. That's
3: the thing. Yeah, it's like, great point. there's <laughs> not a whole lot of information about what he actually did that's what I'm saying. in any of these articles. And I'm figuring that they can't tell us, right? Like it's probably classified information. That's right. my guess. That's right. Right. But I just think it's like really cool that first off, this is a real guy. He was yeah. an actual pastor and he was also a federal agent, like doing secret, cool federal agent stuff. Yes. And they're producing a show about it. it's
1: going to be on NBC. We had a uh, we had yes. an article in the last issue uh, about kind of God's spies, and it's uh, talking about how uh, over the years the uh, missionaries who were like uh, infiltrating, you know, uh, China or North Korea to bring Bibles and smuggle Bibles into those areas that the government started identifying those missionaries and reaching out to them to also like work on the government's behalf as spies to take other intel or get intel with the Bible smuggling And, and how that creates a pretty major ethical dilemma for you know, these ministers who are having to lie and do covert operations under the guise of the good news. Mm. But the Bible says don't Mm. lie and they're lying. Mm. And uh, we did this piece on on it in the last issue of Relevant. So it's kind of the same thing. So I wonder how deep the the government's secret tentacles go into the church. Mm. Yeah. Because the dangerous thing there is like this pastor who you're talking about,
2: Andre, I think his outreach was to gangs in Compton. And yeah. so, like, if you're reaching out, but you're also a federal agent, obviously, that's going. If that ever got exposed, yeah. then your, your whole ministry is discredited. And same thing with, uh, you know, these ministries that have gone into North Korea that get pinged by the State Department to covertly spy for them. I mean, it's a com- it's a morally and ethically complex issue, yeah. but there certainly are repercussions. But I mean, but even like biblically, you look at Rahab got involved with spies, and Indeed. she lied. You know, but I mean, that, that story is about spies and that she helped hide and that, you know, lied. but were, Like I said, it's a morally and ethically complex issue, but it, it is interesting.
3: Yeah, the Old Testament especially is full of stories like that where people like are in compromising situations where they have to decide, like, what is the ethical thing to do? What is the right thing to do to be faithful to God? And I hope that they do that on the show, like that they
1: actually go into some yeah, of that. That's, that a, that's a rich area for uh, good. That's good drama right yeah. there. Yeah. You yeah. find out yeah. things
0: as a pastor that, and you have a pretty broad umbrella of what you ever would have to report. Like you can know a lot of stuff that you don't have to like,
1: Report, but like what? I mean, you've uh, the statute of limitations is over now. You haven't been a pastor, mm-hmm. no, for a while. Like, like personal stuff. Like, so if he's give meeting with the, someone's name, give us
2: an, the most the gossipiest, <laughs> give us the best secret, give in, us you the best. But see like, if we can guess. But like, who who if he was, was
0: working with a gang and the gang, like, he found out from somebody in a gang that like a murder happened, like, something was happening, like. We're about he probably to has to report that, but he doesn't like it, it. You're pretty well protected under like pastoral like privilege, you know, because you have always heard those stories about like somebody said it to a priest in confession, and the priest never said anything, and they weren't arrested because you know it's it's a pretty loose interpretation of what they actually have to report, what they have a duty to report. But it's got to be weird as a federal agent. Yeah, if you're on the payroll, right? Because you're just like now well, you this, have the knowledge. This yeah. intersection of me coming in as a pastor and them speaking to me as a pastor. Is
1: I wonder if his role, if it was more like the wire and like if mm-hmm. they, they, they oh, yes. did kind of have him infiltrate the gangs to figure out the power structure, who's doing what, so they could mafia style mm-hmm. almost like kind of have have eyes inside the organizations or something. I hope
3: he's secretly like Jason Bourne or something on yes. this show. I so like, you're
1: seeing superhero kind of super agent. I'm seeing just like a guy who wiretaps, you know, <laughs> just like, you know,
3: I, I don't, want him to be like across. cross. I want him to be like Joel Olstein meets Jason Bourne. All right. If you had a guess of who, because I'm pretty sure it's someone
0: on this show, is uh, an agent that's undercover. Nathan, no question. Oh, you think it's Chandler? <laughs> I mean, it's Chandler. Really? I think it might be. Just because yeah. he like laughs it off like it's no big deal, huh? But it's
1: also Nathan. Yeah, you
0: know, Nathan <laughs> and Chandler. Yeah. It's Nathan just
1: sits here and watches like Netflix. You, right. you know what? the, weir- <laughs> you know what the <laughs> weird thing is that ever
2: since ever since uh, Nathan started working at Relevant, there's been like. <laughs> A, a, a florist van with all these satellites on it, parked outside the office. Every yeah, day. yeah. Uh, and People I see him is go outside get again. quote unquote deliveries from that van all the time. Yeah. One time I went out to go check out it, and it just sped off. It peeled yeah. its tire and sped off. I don't. I mean, I, look, correlation isn't necessary causality. I don't know. I'm just saying that van is creeping me out. It because is we're outside of my house
0: too. That is like a movie trope, isn't it? And even like shows as recently as like The Sopranos. there was just a. It just said like cable. Company. Right. I mean, who on earth <laughs> would just say cable yeah, company just man. and would
1: just sit out there? Like, Who would not notice that? All right. Well, that'll do it for slices. Stay tuned. Up next, Anthony Anderson joins us. Yeah. Parting with Brad just us. All I wanted to see
7: was this crush. So slow, we'll follow that like Christmas.
5: We checked the time and we knew it was. And I said,
7: nothing is well.
1: You're listening to
5: Chick Chick
7: Chick.
1: Baby, this the song is End Anyway, It's Christmas. If you're trying to Google it, it's three exclamation points. But don't be those people who call it three exclamation points. It's Chick Chick Chick. Well, this week's feature interview is brought to you by Kiva. This holiday season, give a gift that lights up lives around the world. A Kiva card gives your loved ones the chance to back the dreams of refugees, small business owners, students, and those needing a chance on Kiva.org, the world's largest crowdfunding platform for social good. The best part is that on Kiva, you give a loan, not a donation. So as your friends and family get repaid, they can continue to recycle the Kiva card credit to fund more individuals. In small $25 increments, Kiva's growing global community of 1.6 million lenders have crowdfunded $1 billion in loans with a 97% repayment rate. Proof of a compelling mission and a sustainable model. You may have heard the phrase, if you teach a man to fish, you can feed him for a lifetime. Kiva's borrowers already know how to fish. They just need a little money to buy a net. Join in the movement and give the gift of opportunity today at kiva.org/relevant that's k i v a.org/relevant. I love that stuff. Oh, it's brilliant. Yeah. This week, Blackish was nominated for the Golden Globe for the year's best comedy TV series, and its star and creator Anthony Anderson was nominated for best actor in a TV comedy. In the current issue of Relevant, we spoke with Anthony about how the hit series came together, the nuanced way that they tackle important social issues, and why his personal faith is so important to the series in his own life. Here is Anthony Anderson.
5: I feel like there's kind of a uh, demarcation among TV viewers right now. There's there's like prestige television, like uh, like the Better Call Sauls and the Handmaidens, and then there's network TV and sitcoms that are just kind of funny and they're they're goofy and they're they're kind of comfort food. I feel like Blackish really is one of the few shows, maybe the only show, that really balances between those two, that walks both of those lines or, or straddles those categories. Is that something you guys intend? Set out to do, or is it just sort of a an organic, natural byproduct of you guys who create the show?
7: Uh, combination of, of 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 all of that, you know. When Kenya and I sat down five years ago, we looked at the landscape of television and what was missing for us as viewers, and we both were were we both are huge Norman Lear fans, and you know we looked at how television shaped us and. And shaped our, our, our ideas and ideology and whatnot as viewers and, and just young men. And we wanted to make shows like that, that had social commentary, that was rooted in something and had a point of view and, and was funny. And we took a page from Norman Lear, we took a page from Cosby, and we're just authentic to ourselves in, in telling these stories that, that we tell. And I think that is what is resonating with our audience. They see us and they look at our family and they see themselves. They see their, their family in, in the Johnson family.
5: When you guys started making the show back in like 2014, was it a hard sell for, for the networks to, to be like, we want to make a funny show, but we want to tackle real issues. We want to, we want to take issues seriously. Do you, I feel like that would have been a, a difficult thing to impress on a place as, as big and broad as ABC's audience. Was it hard for you guys?
7: It wasn't hard for us at all. You know, we we only took it to five networks. We took it to NBC, ABC, Fox, USA, and FX. And everybody wanted to buy the show in the room. And the show that we pitched them is the show that you're watching today. Nothing has changed from our original idea or, or from our original pitch. The pilot episode that you saw is the show that we pitched to every network. And, you know, we went in telling them this is the show that we want to make. These are the stories that we're going to tell. And uh, everybody was on board from the beginning and didn't want to change anything about what we had pitched them and what we were going to do.
5: Given the amount of support that you have from the network and, and uh, obviously you guys' ability to tackle big issues, is there anything that you'd like to see the show take on in the future? Any issues that you feel like would be that black is especially well-suited to take on that you guys haven't dealt with explicitly yet?
7: Well, we don't know. You know we're, it's not like we're law and order and we're snatching you know, headlines out of the papers like, oh, let's talk about this. What we pride ourselves on is dealing with divisive topics, that will bring a group of people to the table that have different philosophies. And our show and the subject that we're dealing with will be the catalyst of this conversation. And by the end of that conversation that they have, hopefully they leave that table having a better understanding of the person that they sat across from. You know, we wanna do shows and talk about things that are organic to these characters and to this family. family and our show has a very distinctive point of view. And we, wanted, we we will continue to talk about things that, you know, affect our community. But more importantly, it's affected family and how they deal with that. From racism, to sexism, to ageism, to the N-word, to uh, gun violence, you know, to, to mental health, uh, homosexuality, we, we deal with it all. And I think we deal with it very, I'm not going to say jitly, but, you know, we deal with it from every point of view. So everyone has, has an opportunity to voice their opinion, good, bad, or indifferent about it. And I think, we, I think we're very fair in that, in, in dealing with things and how they affect our family and our community. So there's not a subject that's out there that, you know, is like, oh, we, we're trumping at the bit to talk about. You know, we, we will talk about it organically and, and, and fit it in, how it fits in with, with, with our characters and with our story.
5: Is that a struggle? Because you do strive for a, a really good balance between multiple viewpoints, no matter what the subject is. Is it ever hard to find a, a fair side to the to uh, the other side of the argument? Maybe something that isn't something that necessarily you on the cast agree with, but you still want to give voice to. Is that difficult or does that also come naturally?
7: It's never difficult when you're dealing with truth and honesty. And if you have a balance of all of that, and, and that starts in the, writer, the writer's room. And that's, that, that starts with our team. Uh, we have a very eclectic group of writers, very talented group of writers. Men, women, people of color, people of, with different sexual orientations. So our writer's room actually reflects the world in which we live in. And that's another thing that I believe, you know, keeps our show fresh and and keeps our show in the forefront of shows to watch on television because our writer's room is reflective of the community and the world in which we live. That's reflective of how we will create and write these stories and tell these stories.
5: When all is said and done, what do you uh, what, what would you hope, or if you got to choose, what would you like for your legacy to be as, a, as an actor, as a performer?
7: That as he stood on the shoulders of those who came before him, he stood side by side and shoulder to shoulder with those who were there with him so that the next person could stand on his shoulders and bring the next generation up.
1: That was Anthony Anderson. Stay tuned. Up next, our game, Santa Maybe? to Camilla Cabello. The song is Havana featuring Young Thug. Okay, uh, it is time for Jesse's brand new game, Santa Maybe... Jesse, That's you want really right. to give us the uh, well, first, the, the rules and then I'll introduce the uh, contestants? And if you could dig down
0: a little bit on the title of the game and help us understand what you were thinking when you came up with that, that'd be great too, Jesse.
2: Go for it. Uh, it's pretty self-explanatory, Eddie, and really boring. So I'm going to jump right into the rules. And uh, so, so there's a lot of weird... Christmas traditions around the world. You know, yeah. I mean, when you think about it, we, Santa Claus comes down our chimney every year to give our kids, that's what we tell our kids, we're basically promoting home invasion <laughs> once a year. <laughs> it's pretty weird when you think about it. Yeah. Okay. Right. Right. I mean, when you really think about it, it's weird and creepy, but a lot more creepy stuff is believed all around the world. So how this game works is I will read you a bizarre Christmas tradition that's practiced. And you have to tell me your multiple choice answer. What country you think practices there that bizarre uh, uh, tradition? That's actually I think all of these are way more creepy than ours. But you can be the judge.
1: Uh, OK, so joining us, we have uh, two uh, in studio uh, contestants uh, today. Uh, Thank you. Uh, yeah, it is a this big deal. This for, it never happened. It's never happened before. This is crazy. Uh, first, uh, I'd like to introduce our, our the newest member of our editorial team, Leslie Cruz. Welcome.
3: Hello. Thank you.
1: Is it Leslie or Leslie? Um, this huh? is an in-office huh? debate. No one's
0: ever asked me that. I guess, I guess it's Leslie. I
1: say Leslie. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Well, we've, we've all been, say Leslie. We've all been you discussing you it behind your back
3: and taking
1: Wow, bass. really? So, so give us the right answer. Well, no, no. no. I met. Wow. I always say Leslie, right? You know? yeah, it's Leslie, And then yeah. I, I met... Uh, a Leslie in my home group uh, hosted at my, at my house and she was like it's Leslie Ooh, see and it. she was very particular mm. that's Leslie and so now I'm very mm. like I'm just scared no.
0: just tell
2: us what you want and we'll
0: be I do feel that. weird when people put that much emphasis on the S oh okay. you wanted so to just Leslie, Leslie move Leslie. through
2: Leslie just, yeah. just move that's through that's why it. every time I've been talking to Leslie for the last few weeks I've been saying her name as fast as I can so I can't <laughs> be wrong hey how's it going Leslie I, I, <laughs> listen I wanted to talk to you about something um, <laughs> yeah. Leslie, you just know. give me a call when you get a sec that's, that's oh, how I've been also
1: joining us uh uh, a friend. Uh, a, 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 a it sounds d- like you're surprised. People no, no. A, non, a non-employee. One of my friends is here in the People office friend? today. People appreciate you. I have an actual friend. Wow! That's wild. Introduce uh, us to your pal. Uh, this is Manny Cabrera. Hey, what's going on? He's Manny. a designer at Under Armour, and uh, he was, you know, it's hanging out with us today here in our office in downtown Orlando. He's
6: freeloading on the Wi-Fi.
1: Yeah. Oh, no. And that's pronounced Manny. <laughs> Yeah, harsh uh, yes. <laughs> a, a harsh uh, Manny, goes uh, way back. We go to basketball games a lot, but mm-hmm. Jesse actually got to know Manny because right. uh, he came up uh, and joined us for that week in Montana. Mm-hmm. We killed a bunch year. of rats together.
6: Yeah, yeah
2: me and Manny <laughs> were a savage hunting. Well, it was a trio? Who's Craig Detweiler too? But Manny knows I'm cold blooded out there <laughs> on the range. He see me. He see me. He see me out there. Manny, one his man.
6: shotguns.
1: It is the most like uh, fish out of water kind <laughs> of experience you could have. Uh, you know, having Jesse and Manny and a filmmaker uh, out there roaming Montana fields, trying to yeah. you know, heavily
2: armed. Yeah. 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 Manny,
1: Shoot.
0: every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday to CrossFit, I wear a pair of Under Armour shorts. Did you design them?
1: No, I no, just he, do T-shirts. He does oh, the shirts. That's, <laughs> oh, that's a lot. Cooler. No, so we so when we were in Montana, we stopped this major, massive sporting goods store, right? And you yeah. walk in, and there's this massive Under Armour, mm-hmm. you know, section. And I'm like, all right, all right, Mister Big Shot. Here's you know a thousand pieces of Under Armour apparel. What did you actually design? And and like this front display is like. That 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 that. That's that, gotta that, be neat that, though, right? It's not so, that many people that work there. I, that's what I'm saying. You're like one of one of
6: it's one of like ten. Ten. People. That's really neat. Yeah. yeah.
1: Cool job. So, so if you uh if you're if you see somebody wearing a under Under Armour shirt, yes. uh, Manny probably designed it. Who designs so. their shoes? That's my question.
6: Uh, a <laughs> totally different department. Small, small team. <laughs> True.
1: True. They they hear from us internally. So. Yeah. <laughs> What do you think about the white chef curries?
4: Oh, I, God. I saw,
6: I, saw yeah, that. Please saw comment on those publicly. Yesterday. It was yeah. I boring. mean, there, there were people internally who even before that shoe came out told them, no, don't do it. It's awful. Really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, people don't listen. It's, I mean, if you've worked at a major corporation, there's, no. there's tons of different departments and, you know, not everybody gets along. And so everybody's their biggest critic where you, you'll you look at something and say, this is trash. And people will say, well, you know, it's already at the factory. We're already producing it. Nobody, wants, nobody wants to slow down even when you tell them something is trash. Do yeah. people
1: say that about your work No.
6: I mean, no, we have time, but I, I'm very open to criticism. I actually, you know, am really quick to be like, hey, do you hate this or love it? And, you know, a lot of times you'll learn. But in footwear, it takes about a year and a half to make something. So once the wheels get going, yeah, true. people don't want to slow down. Hey, maybe that'll yeah.
1: help Under Armour shoes add wheels. Ooh.
6: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Hey, hey Manny, just, just right. bring <laughs> wheelies to the that's that, NBA right.
1: ask that's what, that's yeah. what is missing mm, that sounds safe <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay so it's time for the game uh, Santa maybe uh, so Jesse you're going to ask the questions Eddie will keep score and uh, oh, Leslie boy. you're um, up
0: first I've already stopped Oof. keeping score Leslie where did you go to school before this or what did you do with your life
5: um, I went to UCF I graduated in May okay so, good night well that's yes, exciting the yes. largest
1: Super university exciting. in the country right there
5: yeah football team's doing really well right
0: now undefeated so.
1: mm, yeah that's right. Peach, Peach Bowl. coming up.
0: It's gonna be going to be good. I am going? going. Are you really? I'm
2: going. Oh,
0: how fun. This is also me deferring from keeping score. I'd rather just learn about people. Okay, cool. So <laughs>
2: cool. anything else you want to talk about? <laughs> All right, Leslie, in this country, Santa is joined by a fur-covered mountain man named Schnickel who wears a mask with a large tongue and is used as Santa's disciplinarian to warn disobedient kids to shape up. This is what we need in this country. Oof. These kids are out of control. We need a belchnickel. <laughs> is that in France, Belgium, Austria, or Russia? Ooh.
1: Oof. That okay. sounds like Belgium, I would yeah. say. Right?
2: I, I'm going to
5: Austria. Am I wrong?
1: I mean, you really only have two of four. Yeah. I think it's Austria. It's got to be one of those Maybe. Two. Cameron, you are correct. It is Austria. Wow. You know, you know what maybe something? Uh the office. I think Dwight would bring in Bell Schnickel uh, yeah. <laughs> customs. Oh. Yeah. You have zero, but don't
2: Darn. be deterred. There's it's right. of time. All right, Manny. In this country, the job of Christmas gift giving falls to <laughs> La Bafania. An old woman who is said to have given shelter to the three wise men on their journey to Bethlehem. However, she is depicted as a hag in a black shawl who rides a broomstick and will hit children who spy on her. There's a lot of weird characters that hit children with sticks (laughs) among international Christmas traditions. Is it Russia, Italy, Turkey, or Costa Rica?
6: Oof. La Bafania. I'm going to go Costa Rica. Yeah, Yeah, good choice. It's Italy.
0: Uh, That was second. Yeah. Yeah. He rolled that in a little bit to try to freak us out, but mm-hmm. now no I mean, one has anything.
2: In every other country, Christmas is basically a horror movie, like in this country <laughs> that has dead, mor- uh, yeah, dead moroles, uh who is the name of an old man who used to be a vicious s- sorcerer, uh, but learned the error of his ways and now rides on a horse-drawn carriage on Christmas with his daughter, the Snow Maiden. Uh, atoning for past evil deeds (laughs) by giving gifts to children. Where is he from? (laughs) Eastern Europe, Latin America, South Africa, or Central Asia? Let the spirit be your guide. Was this
0: my turn? Yeah. 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 Oh, (laughs) great. Uh,
2: I mean, it is just, you know, a shot in the dark.
0: Central Asia?
2: The correct answer is Eastern Europe. (laughs)
0: Wow, Oof. I'm really bad at this. Well,
7: I, so nobody's got like any. game.
3: Nobody's good. at This game is completely <laughs> That's impossible. That's true. No, we're asking a bunch of Americans about what happens yeah. in the rest of the world. <laughs> you're like, we don't care about the rest of the world.
0: We're Americans.
3: <laughs> uh, we love
0: I, us. You say hey, hey, awesome. hey, Manny, not, I would Blitzen. fail. Blitzen.
3: Right. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah." I know
5: the reindeer. I could yeah. do that.
3: Ricky. All right, go for it. <laughs> Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky, and Mike.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, Manny, they get a lot creepier from here. I want to introduce you to (laughs) the Whipping Father. Oh, (laughs) no. Oh, who is said to join Santa on his rounds in the country, serving as the bad cop for misbehaving children. He's said to have met St. Nicholas back in the 1100s. Oh, man, I don't even want to get into his backstory. Let's just say people were eating in a stew. Santa brought the, the people back to life, and the whipping father felt so bad that he teamed up with Santa to make amends and uh, you know, punishes uh, lying children. Good Lord! Is that in Argentina, Scandinavia, Greenland, or France? Oof. Scandinavia? I'm feeling you. I'm sorry. That is a French tradition. That's man. a French. That is, <laughs> wow. You should know. You should have know when one of the punishment was cooking people in stew. It had yeah. like a culinary stew. <laughs> <thing. is laughs> huge, huge in France. Yeah, they're a big stew country. Hey, big score
0: update. No one's gotten anything because this game's impossible. <laughs> I'm gonna, zero okay, to okay, zero. From here
2: on, I'm narrowing them down to two. What, to two. This answers. <laughs> basically better. 50 it's better. It's better. All right, Leslie. This one has a like more of a more of a Christian twist to it. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. A Christmas <laughs> Still, thing with a Christian twist. It's still, it's still pretty creepy. In the 1500s, this one was from Martin Luther. He tried to overthrow the secular influence of Santa Claus by creating a new Christmas time gift giver known as Christkind. Literally translated to Christ the Child. It was literally a baby Jesus <laughs> who otherwise acted like Santa. So they believe that baby Jesus himself enters your home every year to give you presents. <gasps> That's even weirder. Um, <laughs> and it still remains popular right. in this Hi, country. Babies, I'm, I'm just going to give you two choices here. Okay. Is it Iceland or Brazil?
0: I mean, I feel like some interesting things go on in Iceland, right? I'm going Brazil. Really? I know. It's follow your gut. Don't listen to him just because he's your boss. You follow what
5: you just boss. I whole mean, I'm already Catholic, losing. I don't Catholic, really have anything to lose here. It's a Catholic
1: country. The strong Jesus stuff. Well, I, technically you're tied. But so. Martin Luther is the one who established it, right? That's what I'm saying. So. He's not Catholic. I say Iceland. I still go I still go Latin America. <laughs> it's Brazil. <laughs> Dang <Man>. it. <laughs> your next question I, I really wanted Cameron to be wrong. Control. No, even close. <laughs> So, yeah, Iceland at this doesn't point doesn't know what Jesus
0: is. Yeah. So, uh, update. Cameron has two. <laughs> no one else has gotten anything. You are unintentionally, uh, unintentionally this winning this 50/50 game. This is
2: fifty-fifty here. Uh, you here better go, watch man. out. Come on. You man. better not cry. You better not move at all because this Christmas gift giver can <laughs> literally smell fear. <laughs> Meet Krampus is a black uh, Blackford Krampus. bloodthirsty monster monster who Santa six on any unlucky kids uh, that make it onto the naughty list. Um, he's He's he carries a burlap sack around and is literally a terrifying monster that walks around at Christmas time with Santa. All right, two choices, Manny: the nation of Hungary or the nation of Germany.
0: Oof, we're going Germany with yeah. Dwight Schrute. Oh, that's straight Germany. Mm-hmm. That has to be
2: right, <laughs> guys. is from Hungary.
0: Wow, <laughs> oh! no. Germany feels like that was, like guy like guy was just TV custom fit for them. <laughs> yeah,
2: it's fear-inducing. It's terrifying. So th- we're essentially going to sudden death here. <laughs>
0: Basically, sudden death is if anybody gets anything, you win the game.
2: (laughs) I would love to get one right. I would love for
0: that. Either of you. I would love it.
2: Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, in this country, the role of Santa is actually handled by three mischievous elf-like creatures named, known as the Yule Lads, which to me would make a pretty cool indie rock Christmas band, the Yule Lads. <laughs> They've yep. gone uh, in a lot of different carnations from being harmless pests to festive bringers of Christmas cheer, and they're also known, of course, to kidnap naughty yeah, children. But, you know, certainly, um, yeah. has to be These murder. days, they're <laughs> known for leaving gifts in the shoes of good children on Christmas, though they're often accompanied by the Yuletide Cat, a creature who, yes, <laughs> also eats naughty children. Where do these horrific creatures come from? <laughs> Is it... Leslie, you can do this. Okay. okay? Alright. You can do this. Iceland or Scandinavia? Are they different? I feel like That's they're the same place. <laughs> I'm like,
7: wait. <laughs>
1: they're cold and up there. To be honest, if I had to look at them map, there. I couldn't find which one. I was think which.
2: they're both like in the Nordic Peninsula or something. Iceland or Scandinavia? Um, ooh, Is it Iceland. No, just with confidence, go with Iceland. Oh snap! They're from Iceland. Look at that,
0: Leslie. We feel proud of you. Thank
4: you. I accomplished something. I I only have
2: two more questions here. So here's what we're gonna do. I say if I say if you if you get this, it's a tie, and then Leslie's gonna have a do or die final Mm. answer. All right, here we go. Okay, this country ha- has given the job of Christmas present giving to an entire race of creatures known as the Tomei, who are small, thin gnome-like creatures who spend most of their uh, most of the year keeping a friendly eye on family farms um, and 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 the families there. Around Christmas, they take the job of giving gifts. Um, uh, but unlike most folk characters, they aren't shy and they give the gifts to kids in person. So I don't know how the parents like fake that. I don't know if, you know, they dress up as these little elves, but, uh, anyway, is that in Scandinavian countries or is it in Portugal?
7: Ooh. Oof.
6: Ooh. I this have is no way to distinguish
7: what Homme that is. is Omey. Let's go even?
6: Portugal. Scandinavian.
2: Oh, this is the hardest game in the world.
6: Oh, you just wanted
0: to use free Wi-Fi and now I you're just so. getting
4: demolished <laughs> on a podcast. fix all
2: that in post and yeah, yeah.
6: pretend that we got those right. <laughs> <laughs> Leslie,
2: I think, you, I think you ran away with this. You Hello. have proven to be a master of the geography and world history. Yeah. Wow. And, uh, international mythology here by winning this game. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, congratulations. Well, thank you.
0: That's Cameron, two. Leslie, one. Manny, was it was a joy, but he year. got free Wi Fi. <laughs> He's a nice I man, mean, he yeah. did get
1: free Wi Fi, really nice. All man. good either way. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, that'll do it for us. Santa. Maybe stay tuned up next. Your feedback, your hand on my side,
3: leading away. 10,000 horses couldn't pull me away. I hear the music heaven has made. Oh, and we're standing, standing. Fist of face
1: to face You're listening to Matt Carney. The song is Face to Face, his new single. Okay, it's time for your feedback. Uh, okay, last week on the show... We asked you for the question of the week, we wanted to do something a little more heartwarming, a little more uh, good and positive in this time of year. Mm -hmm. Uh, We asked you, what's your favorite Christmas tradition? You guys hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast. You also posted on the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. Here's a few of our favorites.
2: Uh, Charlie says, I I like to think of the season of Advent better than Christmas itself uh, because it has all the sacred songs. So Charlie listens to Advent songs like Come Thou Long-Expected Jesus and even not actual Christmas songs um, uh, like Oh Holy Night or not like Oh Holy Night until the week of Christmas. So Charlie likes to listen to old-born hymns. Um, (laughs) Not good feedback, Charlie. (laughs) <laughs> just did that's great that's great <laughs> hey can I sorry Eddie before you and Andre go can I bring one other piece of feedback that um, I thought was cool Ryan George did you guys see what he, he sent us on Twitter no he, he was on this kind of camping expedition uh, with a group oh. of people that went to Antarctica. No, I chatted with took, him. He took the Black Friday episode to Antarctica with him and listened to it while camping. And he wants to know, does that give us all seven continents? Oh, I'd have sure. to refer to analytics, but I'm pretty confident it does. Yeah. I mean, that's cool. That is cool. Yeah. He even posted a picture. He posted a picture on Twitter. And it appeared, I can't confirm, but it, if, if I had to picture what Antarctica looked like in my head, that's what it looks like. So. So thanks for doing that, man. That's awesome. I hope you listen to some old boring hymns while you're up there too, to get the Christmas spirit.
5: <laughs> <laughs> come thou long expected All Jesus, come. <laughs>
1: oh,
5: holy
7: <yeah. laughs> fall on your, your knees.
0: knees.
2: <laughs> yeah, let's just be honest. Those songs are very depressing. I'm I want you know some Bing Crosby at my Christmas, but that's just me.
0: So Trisha says that we'll be opening gifts on Christmas Eve instead of Christmas morning. Then in the morning, we plan to bake a birthday cake and celebrate that Jesus is born. Fine. That sounds great.
2: Hey, anything to excuse the cake in the morning, I'm all about it. That's basically like morning
0: cake is like (laughs) what I call retirement. (laughs) Isn't that just a muffin? Morning cake? Yeah, it could also be morning brownie. It's all the same thing. Mm, it's just yeah. in different forms. People are like,
2: "Hey, why are you? Why are you eating cake in the morning?" It's happy birthday, Jesus. Don't worry about it. Just leave me alone on <laughs> <let me laughs> cake. <That's> really
1: <laughs> if,
2: if 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 I've read the gospels like if I know the gospels like I think I do, I would think Jesus would want me to eat cake any more than I want, and give him credit for it. So I like that, Trisha. I think I need to incorporate that. <laughs> I'm just going to celebrate Jesus' birthday any day of the year and just eat cake in the morning. <sighs>
1: It's kind of like your communion. Do this in remembrance of him.
0: Brian said that his <laughs> wife reads uh, the best Christmas pageant ever. I've never, uh, mm, never, never heard, heard of that either. But he says, Brian says that um, his words, he cries openly oh, and my. violently for hours. Wow. <laughs> Is that what he says? <laughs> no. Uh, no, he says he just cries at the end of the book. But I, uh, I interpreted it. A he little says bit. his
1: wife cries at the end of the book.
0: No, Brian weeps. To the point of almost exhaustion and vomiting <laughs> every
1: single year. Well, it's also because they're playing the song "Christmas Shoes" while she reads. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's a very disturbing. If you tale. sync
0: them up, it's like the Wizard yeah. of Oz yeah. and uh,
2: Dark Side of the Moon. That's
0: right. <laughs> if you read the. Great- <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Andre, so did you read? Did you read Rachel's? This one seems pretty nice. I did read it, um, not out loud, but
3: I will now. The way I stay grounded, she says, joyful and ready for true Christmas, is by reading Richard Rohr's "Preparing for Christmas Advent Devotional." I can't believe it's been over nine years now I've been reading this little book. It's covered in well-loved coffee and breakfast stains and the words are familiar and yet it still surprises me, calls me deeper and to wake up the meaning of Advent, she says in parentheses, to grow and be challenged with how I live, love and view Jesus Christ and his birth.
1: Can I, can I ask real quick? She's getting eggy casserole yeah, all over yeah, a book. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. What's going on in her kitchen? She's right. using it. Clearly, she's using it as a plate. Yeah, yeah. She lost me. You don't, put, you don't put your. You don't put your sunny side up eggs on the book. I get a drip of coffee every once in a while. I understand that. I don't know but on but the Eggies, book.
0: Just a whole link of sausage in there from the year before. <laughs> Wake up, so, people!
2: Guys, I think I think what we need to do here is really put this into practice. I think we need to see how moving these really are. Cameron, I think you're the type that should read this book every morning. <laughs> uh, uh, Eddie and Andre, I see you guys singing uh, songs that came from medieval le- uh, literature yeah. uh, throughout the Advent season. Me. I'm gonna try this cake thing. <laughs> I'm oh, gonna yeah. give cake, cake for <laughs> breakfast a whirl. Christmas and, uh, cake is our just, number you know, one. Really, gem. really give credit to, to to the man upstairs for this idea because I think it's a great. <laughs> maybe way to she's
1: ring a maybe she's having Christmas cake every morning and mm. she's getting frosting on her fingertips, and then that's what's on the book. I realize we've lost the spirit of your your comment, but I gotta say. I don't know what's happening. Now. I don't know what's happening. That's As you're reading this very sincere thing, I'm just I thinking, knew I lost you. how does she have breakfast stains and coffee all
3: over it her It was a very nice sentiment. And then we started talking about how she got food in the book. <laughs> and which we probably like, because, <laughs> <and> like <laughs> me, wonder. I eat all my food like Cookie Monster, so I always yeah. have food in the book. And we wonder why less
0: and less people <laughs> <laughs> give feedback. It's because we don't. they don't want their cherished memories to be devoured <laughs> by a bunch of dummies. <laughs> yeah, we're like, isn't that
3: sincere Tainted,
5: and funny? Tainted
1: much like uh, her book with all the food. All over, yeah. With her. eggs,
2: with egg. Here's the thing it, it's one thing with like a coffee ring standing right. on the outside, if I use it as that. a coaster. Yeah. Once eggs start getting mashed up in the pages <laughs> yeah. year over year, I think I just buy a new copy, yeah. real talk. There's, like... That's I'm not I'm not down for salmonella. Guys, she uses so. a biscuit as as a uh, as a bookmark. bookmark.
1: <laughs> <And> that's what <laughs> makes it difficult.
2: It just gets mushy.
0: Over well, time. see,
1: she thought it's dry. She didn't realize the paper would extract the juices from the biscuit. That's what she was. It was oh, like, it was why, greasy. We, why I will respond? say this: if you
2: had if you took if you just like just <laughs> randomly took a bite of the paper, it would be pretty delicious. It's just it's been absorbing <laughs> a decade's worth of biscuit juice. It would be. Uh, would anyhow, be,
0: Merry Christmas, anyway, Rachel. Sorry, <laughs>
2: <laughs> we
3: really. Do I did appreciate your comment. Yeah, it was, oh, my yeah, it was great. It was great. Boom, but I just I, now it. I'm
2: obsessed with licking a page out of that book just to see what that would taste like. But uh,
1: Well, Richard's, Richard Rohr's thoughts are delicious. So, I, gonna, I savor them. <laughs> All right. Uh, there's a lot more feedback where that came from. Go check it out uh, without our commentary on the uh, podcast episode page and on Twitter. It's time for this week's editorial
6: question of
0: the week. Hey.
1: Well, it's uh, that time of year again here at Relevant at the end of every year uh, for the last 15, 16, 17 years. Uh, we, the, we have a lot of fun putting together our best of year-end lists. Uh, some of the most uh, popular content we publish and uh, it is heavily discussed. Um, and we have a hard... We internally debated. I mean, it's like we have meetings about making these top 10 lists. Um, mm-hmm. And so this year, we thought we would open up and and involve you guys. We publish uh, over the next couple of weeks on, on We'll be publishing the top 10 albums of the year. Actually top 20 uh, or 30. We're doing top 30. This year. We're doing love, three part series. I mm-hmm. love that list. Uh, we're doing the top 20 movies, right? Yeah. And the top 10 books. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to chime in, we would love to hear your thoughts and your favorite uh, releases that happened this year.
0: And and I would say to Rachel, yeah. if
1: you end up chiming in, we will be much more delicate with your feedback next. Unless week. she says, "I love this book that I got this year, but I had I got dinner but stains all, all over it. it." Yeah,
0: yeah, that is really true. <gasps> I mean, you get a, you got a pancake page. That's not our problem, <laughs> right?
2: A delicious pancake page. The <laughs>
0: uh, whole book she puts in a waffle press every year, and it just. Covers it with syrup. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> Sorry, Rachel. Guess we we want to know more respectful.
1: <laughs> We want to know your best of list. Hit us up on Twitter at uh, relevant podcast, or you can post your longer ones on the podcast episode page at relevant magazine.com. Uh, We're specifically, we want to know you can pick one of these. You could do all of them, whatever, but your favorite albums of the year, favorite books of the year, uh, favorite movies of the year. And then for Eddie, a wild card category. Yeah. You, make up your own best of the year. Best list. fill in the
0: blank, whatever it is of the year. Of
1: 2017. Mm. Love to hear it.
0: Yeah. I'm not even, I'm not even going to lead the witness on that. I'm just curious yeah. what you have to say, a- Rachel. A-
1: a- it'll be, fu- it'll be fun to read, read these on the show next week. It'll be great. Yeah. Man. it'll be great. All right. Uh, well on that note, we'll wrap things up. Many thanks to this episode's sponsors for making the show possible. Remember you can go over to Samaritan uh, to find out more about their healthcare sharing program. Um, Remember, one-person membership started just 100 bucks a month. Uh, two people at 200 and three and more start at 250 Also, thanks to Squarespace. You can start your free trial today at squarespace.com and enter offer code RELEVANT to get 10% off your first purchase. And Kiva, join in the movement and give the gift of opportunity today at kiva.org slash relevant. Thanks also to Anthony Anderson for talking to us. Make sure to pick up um, the current issue of Relevant and read that cover story with him. Uh, it's phenomenal. Um, it's just a, pho- a phenomenal piece about his faith and how it directly impacted the show. And if you don't watch Blackish, you need to. I, yeah. I, you know, I know we published a, sh- uh, a piece on the site this week saying that another show was the most important show of 2017. <laughs> I disagreed because I think Blackish uh, is. It is, or would be my pick for that for 2017. The way that through comedy, it definitely uh, navigates uh, really difficult and important social issues and also faith in a way that it's a genuinely not heavy handed, fun, and engaging show. And Anthony Anderson is a, a big part of that. So yeah. go check out that cover story. Thanks to him for talking to us. You can follow him on Twitter at Anthony Anderson. Hey, if you're looking for a good Christmas gift other than the Kiva thing, yeah, uh, Relevant is doing uh, some uh, special offers right now. You can give a, year, uh, give a year-long subscription to Relevant. It's a gift that keeps on giving. Mm-hmm. And um, you can go over to RelevantMags.com and see those uh, special deals that are happening now through Christmas. And if you're a procrastinator and you forgot to go to the store, just do it yeah. the night before and print it out, and it's there like you go. P.S. Bam. By the
0: time you hear this show, it's a little too late.
1: For other shopping?
0: Yeah, Kiva. Yeah, you need to you need to go digital at this point. And yeah. You really
1: should just do Kiva and Relevant. everybody Kiva be way, Relevant. Way happier mm-hmm. than whatever junkie thing you do It was on Prime week. now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, well, on that note, we'll wrap things up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Eddie Koffelt. I'm Andre Henry. I'm Jalen Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. All right. We'll see you next week. December 24th on the When I seen
7: a man chilling with his dog at the park. I approached him very slowly with my heart full of fear. and cheese, and Santa put gifts under Christmas trees, decorate the house with lights at night, snow's on the ground, snow white so bright, in the fireplace is the Yule log, beneath the mistletoe as we drink eggnog, the rhymes that you hear are the rhymes of carols. like each and every year we bust Christmas carols. More of you and my life.